I once had a had someone that had uh, hearing aids and they were having hearing problems, obviously. And it started quite early on in life. And we um, we got ch- ch- chatting and the, the root cause event was um, what came to mind was being in his room upstairs, turning the music up to drown out the parents shouting at each other downstairs. Okay. So we used Mind Detox to resolve that memory and he got peace with that memory. And guess what? Didn't need his hearing aids anymore. But here's the amazing thing. I then see him a year later and he's got his hearing aids back again. And I said, dude, what happened? He went, to be honest, didn't want to hear the wife. True story. True story. Hello and welcome to the Mind Detox podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Newbigging. For today's episode, I'm sharing an extract from one of my recent online club meetings, which you can join at minddetox.club. If you or anyone you care about has a physical issue, but you don't know why, then I think you're going to find today's episode super helpful. I talk about the undercover mind-body connection causes of physical conditions and share a series of questions that you can ask to tune in and understand the many meaningful messages coming from your body via the health conditions it creates. I also cover what I've found to be the most common causes of issues relating to the organs of the body, along with 25 different body parts. Stay tuned to learn empowering insights on the symbolic nature of the mind-body connection, and to answer the question, What is my body trying to tell me? Now, I'm not suggesting that all health conditions have mind-body connection causes, but that it is wise to adopt an integrative approach to health and healing, which includes exploring if there are any mind-based causes. And if after listening, you want to discover any possible mind-body connection causes of any health conditions that you're dealing with, then check out my website, minddetox.com to book some one-to-one sessions with me. I'm going to share with you in the next little while um, some theory and some questions that you can be able to ask yourself in order to be able to tune in and understand the many meaningful messages coming from your body if it is creating uh, health conditions and i'm open to having questions uh, after if you have any specific questions uh but that's what i thought i'd do tonight is that okay that sound okay would you like to get more information on being able to tune in and know what your body's trying to tell you so what is my body trying to tell me um as you know the the body is very uh is a great indicator uh, giving us real-time feedback around the degree of balance and harmony that is existing within uh, all, all the systems of the body. And if we know how to interpret what the body's trying to tell us, we can either prevent, do preventative medicine or we can actually... Uh, be able to use the body as an ally, use the body as a friend, um, 
recognize that uh, when health conditions happen, it's not the body uh, punishing you or anything, although it can feel like that, if, especially if there's pain or things like that going on. But to be able to really tune in and go, what is my body trying to tell me? You know, a lot of people ask the question, why am I sick? And um, we ask the same words, but with a very different intention. Why am I sick? Um, why is my body doing this? No, why is my body doing this? <laughs> same question, different intent. One intent comes from a recognition that the mind and body are connected, that my body is always adapting to survive, and it's never doing anything intentionally to try just to mess with your day or to cause you pain or suffering, any of that sort of stuff. The prime objective of the body is to survive. And I really want you to hear that, because if you really get your head around the fact that it's not here to self-combust or have an autoimmune condition or whatever, it's actually here to adapt and survive, then naturally, you ask either the same questions with a better intent or just completely different questions. So the body is uh, highly symbolic in the nature of its health conditions, and it usually um, presents health conditions in areas of the body that perform certain functions. And without meaning to be a doctor, uh, you can understand that the, the purpose and function of the particular body part, for example, then you're able to go in and go, okay, so if, um, if uh, my neck, for example, if the purpose and function of that is for having different viewpoints um, and I've got this uh, pain happening in my neck, then what's been a pain in my neck the last few days? <laughs> or, or be more specific, who has been a pain in my neck uh, the last few days? Um, what have I been saying to myself that has been a harsh opinion uh, recently? Or what kind of opinions uh, moving around in my world am I resistant to, am I in conflict with? And so that's just a very quick off-the-cuff example. And we'll go into a lot more detail today of when you recognize the purpose and function of a body part, you're able to then go in and ask very specific questions that can help you very quickly get to the potential uh, mind-body-life connection cause. So as a result, we're less interested in what's happened, um, like the, the symptoms per se. We're much more interested in why and where are these uh, symptoms uh, occurring. All right. Now, what we often find is that anytime we have a health condition, it's reflecting something in our mind, emotions or life. OK, now, if you think about it, if we've been going on, with, if something's been going on in our mind for a while, the mind and our thoughts are generally um, the unmanifest. They're, they're non-physical um, or they're one of the most non-physical aspects of us. So let's put it that way. And our thoughts um, if they have, uh, if they warrant emotion, then they, the, the thoughts make the first journey from the unmanifest, non-physical into the physical. And with that first step is usually with an emotion. And that's where the neuropeptides are released into the bloodstream. And there's now a chemical that you can actually track and, and find um, if there's uh, emotions going on. And so that's more physical because you can literally potentially see it under a microscope or whatever. Um, where it's harder to see a thought necessarily. And then if we consistently uh, don't listen to the, uh, the thoughts and then we don't listen to the, and we, we suppress or ignore the emotions, then eventually 
it can become some kind of uh, physical level. But it's not, it doesn't usually start physical. There's usually some warning signs, uh, some red flags before it gets to that level. But maybe we just haven't learned to tune into it or we were told, trained to not tune into our things uh, that are going on for us. And so um, for me, it's really interesting to see that there's usually been some warning signs. I remember working with a lady who had knee problems and when we started exploring it, she got to, she kind of explored that, you know, it, it felt like she couldn't support herself anymore. And when I asked her, you know, where in your life have you been feeling that way? She was like, oh, my God, I was feeling and worrying about whether I can support myself at my older age. Um, I was worrying about being able to support myself for a few weeks before the health condition started. All right. And that's really key. Whenever you have a health condition, you want to immediately look at like what was happening uh, immediately prior. Okay, before you start necessarily looking into your early, early life stuff, which you can do with Mind Detox, you can start by just looking what's been going on. When it comes to the stages of, uh, some people call it illness or sickness or whatever, um, there's usually some kind of start, and then we're going to phase one. Phase one, we usually don't have any symptoms. We usually, um, they're suppressed. We're usually kind of in a bit of uh, conscious or unconscious uh, tension or stress or just trying to manage things or, or whatever. And then there's some kind of resolution. And then we go into what's called phase two. And phase two is often when the health, the physical conditions start. I'm telling you this because it can help you understand the, the, the miracle that is your body and, and, and the way it wants to always heal whenever given the chance. It wants to throw off the stress. It wants to uh, detox. Now, why does it want to detox after a period of stress? Well, when we are tense or experiencing any stress, at the cellular level, uh, our cells stop taking in proteins, but they also stop eradicating toxins. So they kind of, they, they, they stop might be a strong word. Maybe I should say reduce. Shall I say that just to be more um, in case someone wants to go and fact check me, but it definitely reduces um, the amount of protein, the amount of you know nutrients, and it also stops uh, detoxing. Sorry. Yeah. Detoxing at the cellular level. But then when you get the resolution, it's like, okay, finally, we can get back to homeostasis. We can get back to balance. We can re-regulate ourselves again. And that's usually when the detox occurs. Because we know that if you go to the doctor, one of the main things you're going to say is go home and get some rest. Now, you've already learned that that is much more possible if you know how to not go home, lay on your couch and either um, just think all the time uh, or force your way through uh, I never actually get that rest. Now, it was a bit trickier for me because I had a retreat run last weekend. But Monday, Tuesday, I gave myself that extra space to be able just to switch off. And uh, I mean, feeling great all week. It's just that, you know, remaining in, in, the, in the voice kind of thing. Uh, so I, I have found that these things tend to move through really much more quickly. Uh, knowing this, because I'm not resisting it. I'm not fighting the process. I'm not freaking out. I'm not scared um, of, and I'm not playing a whole poor me story about, oh, I'm sick. It's so unfair and all that sort of stuff. All of these things are their old paradigm. And uh, I'm hoping that by being part of this club and getting all this information is helping you to have a healthy relationship with your body. Because what we do know is that what you resist persists. Okay. 
And so if you are resisting the health condition, it's really not going to help the health condition um, fulfill its healing journey and help you get back uh, to the classical idea of 100%. Uh, percent. Okay, now, it's not always resolution. So what else can you do to explore the underlying cause and figure out what is my body trying to tell me? Well, number one, you can ask yourself the question, what purpose or function does this, uh, you know, so wherever this air, wherever it's showing up for you mainly, if it is showing up somewhere specifically, what is the purpose and function of that organ, uh, body part, uh, the, the, that particular sense? So if you're having an earring, hearing issue or a, not an earring, hearing issue or a, a eyesight issue or a smell issue or something you touch or whatever, if it's a senses or a body part or an organ, what is the purpose and function of it? Now, I'm going to tell you what they are uh, today uh, in my interpretation, but you can also figure out yourself. There's this thing called Google. <laughs> no, no, um, and, and you can literally just type in, what is the purpose and function of the spleen or the liver or the kidneys or the heart? And you'll be quite fascinated to see what comes up. Um, there'll be normally a little paragraph. If you're using Google, there's normally a little paragraph uh, at the top that gives you a little summary of the purpose and function of that body part, what it does. And when you're reading that little summary, look out for any words, symbolic words that jump out at you from the little description. All right. So um, let's say you tell, what's the purpose and function of the bod, the bladder, you might say. Well, somewhere in that description, there's going to be like it's a sack and it's holding it. It's about retention. Okay. They'll have the little word retention there somewhere. Or um, gallbladder, they'll be like da 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 da, and it separates the this from the that. And you go, ha, huh, interesting. This is about separation and separating. Um, the glands, type in glands. <laughs> I'm sure somewhere in there, it will say the word homeostasis regulating the homeostasis of, of the hormones and things like that. All right. Um, large intestine. Somewhere there'll be the word excretion. Uh, small intestine. They'll start saying, da, 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 da. it's where there's absorption of nutrients. They'll say absorption. And so do you get what I'm saying here? Uh, and uh, so you don't always have to Google it all. Let me just tell you the list. So bladder is retention. Brain is control. Uh, gallbladder separation, glands are homeostasis, heart is circulation, large intestine excretion, liver is purification, lungs is life force. Um, I don't know if they'd say life force in there, but that's <laughs> my interpretation of uh, stuff happening in the lungs, usually about life force and survival. Um, kidneys is about processing. The kidneys don't hold the urine, it's the bladder does, right? So they're more about processing. And the bladder is more about, it's where it gets held, okay? So if there's a bladder infection, it can be different to kidney uh, causes. Do you see that? That's, so that's why you can get very specific very quickly if you know what we're talking about here. Um, pancreas, uh, we've got sweetness. Skin is protection. Small intestine is absorption. Spleen is filtration. And stomach is digestion, okay? So again... From that word, 
you would say, so where in my life have I been lacking sweetness? Where in my life have I been finding it hard to digest something, some information? Um, in my, where in my life have I been finding it hard to process, feel overwhelmed or whatever? Um, where in my life have I been um, feeling toxic, overloaded? Um, where, and that would be for the uh, liver, for the purification. Um, do you get where I'm, do you get where we're going with that? So it's, it's very simple. I'm I'm trying to keep it like uh, that, that we can actually do. Okay, and um, so ask yourself, what's the purpose and function of that uh, body part or organ? Talking about body parts, shall we move on to the actual body parts? So we've going going down the body. I think it is. Uh, we've got face. Something's happening on your face. Now, your face is like how you face the world, but it's also about how you express. It's about expressions often, okay? So if you've got something happening on your face, where are you feeling that you can't express yourself? Or your expression is being limited or judged or um, uh, gaslighted or, or whatever, but it's like expression and expressing yourself. Are you feeling stifled in your creativity or things like that? That sort of stuff can show up in the face. Okay. Uh, neck. We already talked about that. Viewpoints. Okay. Viewpoints. That's what we use the neck for. We use it to find, uh, have different viewpoints. And um, that can be internal viewpoints or external viewpoints. Things that people said to you that you're like, that's so unfair. I don't like what they said or whatever. Or it can be things that you've been saying towards yourself as well. It can be an internal viewpoint as well. Usually if it's left side of the neck, it's internal and right side of the neck, it's more external. And that links with the masculine, uh, feminine, Chinese medicine stuff. So right side is masculine, more external world, um, creation, doing, manifesting, energy out. Uh, whereas left side is more feminine, which is more about receiving and stillness and being and sense of self and receiving. Okay. And that happens for anything. So if it's a left lung or a right lung or a left kidney or a right kidney or whatever, um, you can explore it from the Chinese medicine perspective as well. Shoulders, lifting and carrying. So you've got any shoulder pain? Like what, am I, what have I been unconsciously feeling burdened by? That I'm feeling like I'm carrying like a, a weight? Is it family responsibilities, financial responsibilities? What's feeling heavy that you're having to carry? Um, chest is about expansion. Okay, so where, where in your life have you been feeling restricted, um, uh, unable to really breathe? Um, where in your life have you been feeling closed off? Or feeling the need to close, close off or close down or shut down? Um, so, I like that. Ribs, protection which is pretty cool. And also life force because they are being used when it comes to the lungs and breathing. So there's a connection there, um, but protection. All right. Uh, what else? Upper back carrying middle back connection, lower back support. All right. Middle back, middle back can also be like uh, under attack from a hidden source, unseen source, a, a source out of sight. Okay. But uh, connect, it's connection as well, because that's where a lot of the, the nerves uh, go in from the spinal cord, your spine, column, cord, blah, blah, 
and they go into all they connect to all the organs all right so there's lots of connection going on at that part of the the spine middle middle back uh, and I had a back issue there for years, um, and I felt disconnected. You know, felt lonely, isolated, disconnected. And I had, felt like literally there was a band around here, and I could never sit and meditate. Like I wanted to, like a good old uh, meditator, spiritual person, uh, because after a few minutes, I just feel like I was being pulled over with this pain across my middle back, which I thought, so glad I healed that. <clears throat> arms what do you do with arms you use arms for embracing or repelling so you either use your if it's inner arm it's more likely going to be embracing and pulling things towards you or feeling that you can't you can't get close or you whatever and the outer arm is more for pushing away okay and getting rid of um is this interesting is it do you like this sort of explanation is it useful with some thumbs up cool uh what else we got elbows about change uh so feeling stifled in change feeling stuck feeling unable to change uh feeling forced to change any conflicts around change is what you're you're exploring hands are about holding and grasping so the things that were taken away from you that you couldn't keep a hold of uh i know some people that get arthritis in their hands when the kids leave the house but it's really just arthritis because you're getting old. Or is it just coincidence that you happen to be aging at the same time as your ch- children leave? Um, my mum got it when she lost a job, uh, lost uh, a business that she was uh, running or she had to close it down. And that's when she, her, her stuff uh, kicked in. And a couple other personal things as well I'm not going to share about, but it was about loss and not being able to uh, do what you wanted to do in, in certain areas. Uh, fingers are about touch. So what are you feeling out of touch from or you can't get a hope, you can't get a connection with. Um, hips are about progress. So a lot of people with hip problems are feeling restricted, stuck, they can't move forward. They're feeling like there is no, they're not able to make progress in certain areas of their life. Um, there might be a project or a, a, a bigger aspect of, you know, when it comes to aging and they're not feeling like making able to make the same progress as they used to. Um, and they're retiring or whatever. And so hobbies are great for that sort of thing. <laughs> if you're getting older, to make sure you still feel like you're making progress in different things. It can really help those hips. The glutes are about action. Um, uh, the groin's about movement, legs, standing and kicking. Um, thighs relocating, knees are about stability, uh, support and protection. So the knees are quite uh, multifaceted. Um, if you think about if someone was to jump out at you from around a corner, your, your actually knees would tense. Okay. Um, so that's protection side of things. Um, but the knees are also a very obvious part of our support. And if we can't feel, and that, like that woman I was talking about earlier, she was questioning whether she could support herself. Um, then uh, her knees got sore and she was literally walking with a stick until we did a session. Uh, thighs, knees, hamstrings, extending or stability within movement. So that's the hamstrings are actually being able to be st- stable within the movement and um, of, of life within action. Shins are shock absorbers. So where have I experienced a shock? 
that I don't feel I could handle? Um, where was I overwhelmed by a shock? Um, what shock am I holding on to that I could do with releasing? Because if the shock is stuck, then the shins can stop being able to absorb. Like the, the coil, the spring gets uh, harder. Um, again, the body's adapting to survive. It's becoming stronger to be able to withstand future shocks. However, easier just to let go of the past shock. Calves, um, they engage when you commit to your next step. So calves are about commitment. Ankles spring. So again, similar to the shock absorber, if you're feeling like pressed down, um, held back, you can, or just lacking a spring in your step, lacking joy, feeling a bit depressed and heavy, then that you can ankle stuff. And I, I find it interesting, you know, with, with a lot of these things, people say, well, I had an accident and I broke my X, like my ankle or, or whatever. Yes, the accident might have been the tipping point, but my question is, why was it weak to become broken? Because I bet all of you here at some point in your life have gone over in your ankle and just kind of walked it off, right? You just kind of went, oh, that wasn't very nice, but you kind of check and it's fine and you just walk. Hands up if you've ever done that. You've gone over your ankle and you actually, you, you walked it off. Maybe another time in your life or someone you know might have gone over their ankle and they broke their ankle. And they'll blame the accent for it. Uh, feet is grounded, feeling ungrounded, unable to find your feet, unable to find stability in a safe, you know, your own ground, your own territory. And toes are about balance. Toes are about balance. All right. So that's the body parts. Do you like that? So I'm really, I'm covering that a lot at the moment because. It's really drilling home this whole purpose and function, okay? Purpose and function of these things. That's where um, a, lot, a lot of these directories, um, you can really see that uh, theory in these directories. And the cool thing about it is I hear a lot that they're very accurate. When, someone actually, when you do actually have something happening in an organ or a body part, and then you check the directory, you're like, yep. That that makes a lot of sense. And I've got a couple of people nodding at the top of my screen. So, okay, moving on. Another question you can ask yourself to find out the answer to the question of what is my body trying to tell me is what is happening within my body? What is it actually doing? Now, the purpose of that question, what is happening in, body, in my body? What is it actually doing? The purpose of that question is because often we can get caught up in the symptoms, all right? Um, the discomfort, uh, the stories and, and the fear of what if this never goes away or what if I've got this for the rest of my life or whatever. We can get caught up in all that stuff. Um, this requires you to kind of go more into the body and go, what's my body actually doing? What's shutting down? What's becoming inflexible? What's becoming more flexible? You know, for example, osteoporosis, where the brittle bones, the bones are actually becoming more flexible. Now, why would the body adapt to survive to make the bones more flexible? Well, the mind to do that, if, the, if the, the mind that's linked with these bones has got some really strict rules, if they've got rigid thinking, if they're very like 
whatever this is, I can't describe, I don't have an adjective right now, but it, if, if they lack the, the fluidity and the flexibility, if they're super controlling, and, and I just keep coming back to the same word, rigid, if they're very rigid, then the body will adapt uh, potentially to become more flexible. All right? What's my body actually doing? Well, I'm constipated. I'm not admitting anything. I'm constipated. What's the body actually doing? It's holding on. It's not letting go. Okay, where in my life am I holding on? Where in my life am I not letting go? Where in my life am I scared of losing? Yeah? Have I been concerned about money recently in the last couple of weeks? Have I been really kind of really quite conscious and worried about like not losing money? Have I been feeling that there's been one thing after the next when it comes to like, oh, the car broke down and the roof broke and then this happened and, I've, and, I, and I can't hold, hold on to my money. It's just going out. The body then responds by holding on. Okay. Just a little example. What is my body actually doing? I know I've said this one a million times, but psoriasis <laughs> what's the body doing it's creating extra thick skin and just listen you know you've heard that other very thick skin or you need to be more thick skinned if you're a bit sensitive you might be told it's an extra thick layer of defense it's growing an extra thick but when you start describing it to yourself what is the body actually doing you're going to hear adjectives describing words and they're going to be symbolic and you can very quickly go, oh, so where in my life have I, blah. Where in my life have I been feeling under attack? Where in my life do I feel I need an extra thick layer of skin or defense? See what I'm saying? So this is a couple questions you can get from what's my body trying to tell me to the symbolic mind-body connection cause. If the condition was send, trying to send a symbolic message, what might it be saying is another question. So this condition was trying to send me, if my body was trying to send me a symbolic message, what's it trying to tell me? See, it doesn't have a voice, right? Well, it has, it has a voice, but, but the body can't just kind of, the elbow can't go, psst, psst. you know? If it were only that easy, you could just kind of like put the stethoscope to your lungs and it could say, hey, psh. You know, you've been worrying about dying. <laughs> you've, been, you've been watching far too much scaremongering news, right? <laughs> you know, it'd be great if none of us could just tell you that. But they, unfortunately, it's not, we're not at that point. So we have to kind of, you know, find other ways um, to hear it. If the physical condition was a negative emotion, what emotion would it be? If the physical condition was an emotion, what emotion would it be? I love that this one. Really interesting one. Really tune in. Is it angry? Is it grieving? Is it grief? Is it shame? Is it hurt? Is it sad? What what if the if it was an emotion, what emotion would it be? And where in my life have I been feeling that or suppressing that? Potentially more importantly. <laughs> okay? Because if you had felt it, it would have probably, you know, not had to become a physical condition because we would have processed it through and got the learnings, got the insight, got the 
what the body was trying to tell us. We would have cleared the conflict. We would have shifted something. We would have moved on before it potentially got. Now, I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. I just, I got the flu last week or had the flu. I don't like saying, it's the language. Flu symptoms developed. <laughs> um, so I prefer not to think of myself as a failure because I teach this stuff and I got a flu. I don't see it that way. In fact, I'm still in a learning, learning journey, as I've told you many, many times. And uh, so if the physical was an emotion, what emotion would it be? All right. Another question. How might my body be mirroring something in my life? How might my body be mirroring something in my life? I don't know why, but recently my eyes have a, like, they've, been, they've been kind of changing and I've not been able to be, like far away has been a little bit blurred. I'm not saying I'm, my eyes are fine, but I'm saying I have had times in my life where if I would, didn't have the mindset that I have, I might have gone to the optician, got, believed I, my eyes were just going bad and I would have had glasses by now, right? But instead I've gone, I can't see far away things. That's interesting. How might my body be mirroring something in my mind, body and my mind emotions in life? Well, I tell you, when that's happened to me, I've not had a long-term vision for my life. I've not been able to see further down the road of my life. I'm finding it hard to like see close up. Like things are more blurred than they used to be. What that's close up to you do you not want to look at? Hmm? <laughs> what in your pretty close proximity do you not want to look at? And is it possible that your boy's adapting to survive? I once had, a, had someone that had uh, hearing aids and they were having hearing problems, obviously. And it started quite early on in life. And we, um, we got ch ch chatting and the, the root cause event was um, what came to mind was being in his room upstairs, turning the music up to drown out the parents shouting at each other downstairs. Okay. So we use Mind Detox to resolve that memory and he got peace with that memory. And guess what? Didn't need his hearing aids anymore. But here's the amazing thing. I then see him a year later and he's got his hearing aids back again. And I said, dude, what happened? And he went, to be honest, didn't want to hear the wife. True story. True story. <laughs> it was serving him to keep the hearing problems. So there you go. Um, but isn't that interesting? I think it's interesting. Uh, another question. How does, now, this is a cool question. I like this question. How does it feel to be living with this problem? It's kind of a double, a double question in one. How does it feel to be living with this problem? And where in my life have I felt a similar way? To how the health condition makes me feel. So what does it feel like to be living with this uh, health condition or these symptoms is the question, okay? Now, this is a really empowering question because this is where you can start not needing to rely on Google or directories or any of that, and you can figure out yourself um, because how the symptoms make you feel are often reflecting the, th the conflict, the thing that's going on in your life. All right. 
So let's say uh, someone's got a headache and you go, so how is it like living with this headache? And I've had these answers um, from clients. They say, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm under attack. I can't get away from this pain. So that's how it feels for them to be living. That's how they describe it. So the next question is, where in your life have you been feeling that way? Where in your life have you been feeling under attack? Can't get away. Okay. So you know, how does it feel to be living with X? And yes, you might get frustrated is a, is a common first answer. Then try and go beyond that. Although it's a useful answer and you can use it in the mix, try and go beyond just frustrated or annoyed and, and describe what it's like to be living with it. That's why I did with that lady with the knee problem. I said, you know, what, what is it like to be living with this knee problem? She's like, I can't support myself. And it actually brings up fear that I can't support myself. Okay. So this is where um, you can get really empowered with your health. You can tune in and really ask yourself, what is, how, how is it supposed to be living with this? Because I've had work where people that, for example, have weight gain, for example. And when they really tune in, um, they'll have a story like, well, I've tried so many things. I've tried diets. I've tried exercising. I've tried this, that, the next thing, and it doesn't go away. And, and so at this point, it just makes them feel helpless, powerless. It, nothing I do makes a difference. Where in your life have you been feeling that way? Where in your life have you felt that way? It doesn't need to be like in the last couple of weeks. It can, it can be anything, let anything come to mind. But I promise you there's a really high chance that whatever comes to mind is going to be a root cause event, a significant emotional event, which remains unresolved, that is fueling that sense of helplessness, powerlessness, nothing I do makes a difference. Okay? And when you resolve it there, maybe, just maybe, the body is in a place that it can change. Okay? So uh, you like that? Is that useful, guys? What's it like to be living with the fatigue? Oh, I just can't. I'm just, or everything's overwhelming. I just can't do it. It's too much. I feel weak. I feel, you know, I don't have it right now, so it's hard to describe it, right? I'm, I'm doing this from imagination. But you tune in and go, what's it like to be living with this? You trust your first answers and you ask, where my life have I felt this way? Simplest two questions I've been able to come up with so far in my 20-year career to help someone figure out what might be causing their thing and in a very, very individual way. <clears throat> All right. And the final question for now is what was going on in my life around the time when the condition started? So again, simple question helps you to go straight in to the potential trigger event. Um, now, there could be a resolution around that time or there could be um, something else be happening around that time. And um, it, it's a really good way to start, you know, track back from, from the time you first notice the symptoms back to, you know, 12 to 18 months. Within that 12 to 18 month incubation window, um, you want to make sure you've cleared every single potential traumatic event, significant emotional event, um, thing that might potentially got you to your body to a place where it needs to uh, respond 
with uh, creating a health condition to survive. Okay. And, and this reminds me, I just want to share one last thing to finish with. I'd like to invite you to change your language around health conditions. Okay. Because it's common to say I've got a, a knee problem or a weight problem or a skin problem or whatever, autoimmune problem or something like that. I would invite you to refer to it as a knee solution, a skin solution, a weight solution, because that's actually what it is. It's a solution to something. It's your body's way of solving something that you're going through. Does that make sense? I have a psoriasis solution. <laughs> I have an eczema solution. I have a migraine solution. And when you start using that uh, wording, can you see the potential and the diff different mindset and the different neurons and that fire up because you're calling it a solution? A solution to what? You know, many of our adult problems were childhood solutions. And many of our health conditions are physical solutions. All right. So I just want to leave you with that one. Um, it's a really cool thing to start playing with. And you can use it to everything, by the way. If you find it hard to be intimate, you have an intimate intimacy solution. <laughs> okay. If you find it hard to uh, make money, you have a money solution. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. Because the, it begs a really cool question. Solution to what? Why would it be a solution to not earn money? To make money, to have money? Why would it be a solution to um, not have intimacy and connection? You see what I'm saying? So you have an eyesight solution. You have a constipation solution. No, maybe you don't, but I don't want to, you know, you know what I'm saying. But there are solutions. And when you just reframe it in this way, uh, it, it changes what we do up here, which opens us up to asking better questions. And what I've tried to convey with you tonight is not only the symbolic nature of the mind-body connection, but the importance of asking either the same questions better or just completely different questions the better the questions the better the answers that you're going to find all right so thank you so much uh for your uh attention hope you found that interesting and useful my goal was to go deeper into the body cam and uh, answer the question, why, what is my body trying to tell me? And it's very empowering. And remember, your body's not against you, it's on your side, it's adapting to survive. And it's use whatever is happening is a solution 
to something. And if after listening, you want to discover any possible mind-body connection causes of any health conditions that you're dealing with, then check out my website, minddetox.com, to book some one-to-one sessions with me.